I'm Megan. I'm Colin. And this is Pet Sitter Sitter Confessional. Confessional. An open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Brought to you by Time to Pet and Pet Perennials. The loss of a pet is a heartbreaking and world-changing moment for not just us, but for our clients. The loss of a pet can also be an inspiring time to reach forward and help out others going through the same things. Erica Messer, owner of Wolfie's Wish, is on a mission to help people grieve better and to help society become more accepting of the grief that pet parents go through when their best friend passes away. Erica was inspired to start her own line of pet products focused on the grief for pet parents. Today, she joins us and shares her journey into pet products, how she manages to keep going, and what some of her lessons are from that process. Let's get started. I started Wolfie's Wish in October 2021 after my cat passed away from a horrible tragedy. Um, and I didn't have the tools that I needed to cope with that. I was really blindsided. So uh, my mom and I wrote this deck of grieving cards, and it's just designed to be read once a day. Um, and since then, we've we've really built out a great website and are finding ways to collaborate with other people in uh, pet industry and pet loss and counseling and on and on and on. So um, I went from being a musician and artist full time to blending that into a, a business owner. In 2021, you said Wolfgang is your, your cat yeah. that, that passed away from a tragedy. Yeah. And, and you, you were mm-hmm. saying that you were, didn't have those coping mechanisms. What kind of things were you looking for and what, what was not out there for you? Yeah, well, I think, I mean, everybody who is faced with sudden loss of any person or animal, you know, is, is overwhelmed. and we all know that that grieving is normal and and mourning is normal um but i was facing some some ptsd like symptoms and and having a lot of flashbacks and realized hey i don't i don't have all the tools to deal with this i guess i should read a book and then you know i, I was like okay amazon you know what can you get here today cuz i need help and i went oh my gosh there's a, a gajillion books and how many do I have to buy and how many do I have to read so I feel better? And I just said, this is not going to work. Um, so that was, that was the first, oh, shoot, you know, this isn't as easy as I thought. And then I went to, um, you know, trying to find some articles. And mostly what I found was like 10 things not, 10 things not to say to people who have lost. And just kind of not feeling like I knew where to go. Right. I didn't know. I didn't know the help I needed and I didn't know where to find it. Yeah. And that's the, that's really in a nutshell what I'm trying to do today is put all these resources together, whether it's podcasts like this, books, people that I interview and have a YouTube channel. You know, I can go on and on, but I want there to be one place people know to go, whether it's to support people that are grieving or you're grieving yourself and you need to find the resources that will work for you. Well, and as, as, as pet sitters, as dog walkers, we're kind of one step removed a lot of times where the owner is grieving the loss of their pet, and we have our own grief to go through. And a lot of times that, right. that owner may reach out to us for resources, and we're sitting there going, I don't, I don't know really how to help you, because in a lot of cases, I don't know how to help mm. myself, and I'm dealing with a lot mm. of these unknown questions, because it's not a topic that mm. many people talk about or have flashy billboards for, or you know, are the number one right. bestseller book in a topic. You do have to hunt and peck and find your way and kind of weave through a lot of this information and trying to find a lot of actionable, practical things that we can do in our lives and to give to other people can be really tricky. And unfortunately, it's one of those things of you don't look for those until you're in that moment, making it even harder because you're going through an emotional roller coaster. And now you're having mm-hmm. to also process information and search and decide which is better. And it, it, it really becomes extremely overwhelming. Yeah, it's stressful. It adds more stress on top of you know, what you're going through. And for, for me, I was going through what I just call brain fog. I would leave, you know, eggs on the stove and just forget things and that's not normal for me and so I that was another scary honestly to witness the things that I was not doing correctly and and to realize that oh my my brain and body are not together right now and I need to fix this and I don't know how to fix this 
And um, so I did reach out for a pet grief counselor and that was overwhelming too. I'd go, okay, Google, how, who, who can meet me on for Zoom, you know? And how do I know they're not just going to rip me off? And what if I don't like them? And what if they tell me I'm crazy? You know, yeah. I had all these fears going into that, but I did find a great counselor who told me I was normal and that what I was feeling was normal. And that was the trigger that made me say, okay, I am going to listen to my mom. We are going to do this. We're going to do this now because if I'm normal, then people need help and they need to find the help that they need. And, you know, whether that's a tarot reader or an intuitive, whatever's going to work for you to make you get through your grief in a healthy way. You know, I'm not, I'm not biased in the information I'm collecting. It's Mm. anything and everything as long as it, going to help people right so yeah Yeah. well and you 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 started developing these these grieving cards and so these Mm -hmm. what what role did i guess did these help you just personally as you were going through the grief and and loss of wolfgang yeah so when i couldn't find what i was looking for i was actually looking for something like this i love affirmation card decks you know you read one thing a day and it's like stay in gratitude today or just these gentle reminders right I wanted something like that for pet loss. And I was really disappointed when I couldn't find it because I thought this is digestible. It's daily things. It's, you know, very focused. <clears throat> anyway, I ended up just, you know, we were still in the pandemic. So I would just light a candle, sit with a cup of coffee and just sit and ask myself, like, what do I need to do to heal today? What, mm. what action can I take? And I started writing those things down as they came and sharing them with my mom. So one of my favorites was writing a love letter to Wolfgang of all the things and things, special things that I enjoyed about him, the memories that I had, you know, him, him fishing out the catnip from the Christmas stocking that I made and just all those little things. <laughs> and I put it away knowing, oh, good. Okay. I'm not going to forget those. I can go back and read this. So it was really, really cathartic for me. And So anyway, my family and I got together and we kind of weeded through these and found the ones that were most universal or so we thought. Um, And that's how the grieving cards evolved was just something that I wanted for myself. And then my mom was like, we have to make these, you have to share them. And, you know, to be honest, I didn't want to. I didn't want to get into that. That just seemed like so much work. But again, talking to the counselor and I, I realized, okay she's right we'll do it it's going to be hard and challenging and it is but it's also really fun and rewarding well and you mentioned the 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 drive and the connection to those affirmation cards of these are things that are written down black and white physically represented in the world that are here as a reminder to things that i might not physically be able to to agree with Mm -hmm. at the moment but it's there it's right there and having something as we're going through the grief, because we do have that brain fog, because we have these these PTSD-like symptoms, because we are struggling to put together a lot of these pieces, having something physically in the world in front of us, in front of our clients, in front of people, as a reminder of, I might not be able to remember this about myself right now, but it's right mm-hmm. over here being written down. That it it is mm-hmm. it's done becomes extremely powerful in our ability to start going through that grieving process because if sometimes if we have to rely on our own internal ability sometimes we don't have that strength in that moment and having this little bit of externalization whether that's with a counselor whether that's with a helper whether that's with these cards kind of allows you to go okay it, i see that and now i've got to i've got to work through that yeah and we all need a little bit of guidance and direction and you know however that looks for a listener um, you know, whether it is with someone that can do readings for you or communicate with your pet or, um, I mean, I actually found that's really common. I had no idea. Uh, or, or grief counselor or just journaling. It could be really simple. Um, there's grief support groups online, you know, or I just want people to know what's available and then choose what's for them. And, and I do love, I really do love these grieving cards because they just give, they give little insights and it's like, okay, I can get through this one foot at a time. And, you know, I'm curious, um, you know, you had mentioned that your, you know, your clients come to you for help, but you're also grieving, you know, you have had, you bought these cards. I mean, did they help you? Do you think they apply to people that are 
pet caretakers as well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we we have had these cards. We gave them out at um, one of our uh, pet grief events, um, and we've read through them, and we had people really respond to them well. And just personally, I mean, simple things like the reminder of I will practice self care today. Like that's one of the cards in one of these packs. Like that is such mm-hmm. a huge impact of sometimes in my grief and in my in my loss when I'm walking through that, I can forget about myself because I'm mm-hmm. focused on what I don't have anymore. I'm focused on yeah. things that aren't here or present. And I wish and I long for that. I forget about the present and the here and now. And a card that pops up that says, oh, yeah, I really do need to take care of myself. I can't be going about over-consuming and over-purchasing and overburdening my life. There are other things and other priorities that I have to have. And it's it, the, one of those reminders is so important. I know, especially for me, where I get caught up in in the past and get caught up in what's not here anymore. Um, the affirmations and reminders you know, in, in that aspect are, are very powerful because sometimes they may trigger a lot of this too of we don't know what, what we don't know and we don't know how to process things. And having little prompts or little reminders just taking a moment and go, okay, what does that mean for me right now? When you get that prompt of like, I need to practice self-care today. Okay, what does that look like for me today? Maybe that's different than what it was yeah. yesterday. What is, is different for tomorrow? Yeah. But it helps, it helps us be a lot more present and in the moment, especially again when as pet sitters, dog walkers, we can feel weird grieving the loss of a pet that's not our own. Um, we grow attachments. Mm-hmm. We, we have relationships with them. We see them daily in a lot of cases for years. And then the pet passes away, pet dies, and we're left going, well, should I be grieving? Like, it hurts. I really miss them, but they're not mine. And I guess, I don't know. Who do I go and say, my client's dog died? Help me. Right. That's, that's, that's even, that's an even more awkward thing to say than my own dog died. Then I had an acquaintance with my, through my business that, their pet passed away, and now I'm left feeling empty. I have a hole now in my life. And this, the recognition that that is, exists, that that is real, and having these reminders, you know, these cards kind of stuff, they do help you in that moment of being like, oh, like, like you said, Erica, like you found somebody who said you, what you are feeling is real, and they validated this is normal. And yeah. ha- having that kind of repeated back to you on a recurring basis really does help. And if you think about that one, it's interesting you picked that one, is that, you know, I read these and I post them on Instagram and tell people about them because maybe they don't know that they even like these. So I try to just give a variety. And I oftentimes read them and think, oh, I should do this today. You know, like (laughs) we all need to remember self-care. Like our schedules are crazy. We're all really busy. You know, you're an entrepreneur. You have a family. And we, we get... And I'm hard on myself too. When I was grieving, I was hard on myself. Mm. And that card reminded me, hey, take it easy. Schedule some time for a walk or a bath or a nap or whatever is going to make you feel comforted and cared for and that everything really is okay. There's a lot of, I had to do a lot of reminding like that of I'm okay. I am okay. Everything is okay. Terrible thing happened. And yes, and accept it, but I've got to be gentle with myself and um, let myself heal, however long that takes. And that's another really hard thing I was taught by. Mm. It takes a long time to get through that, like months, months before I wanted to go to a museum. And I love museums. I have mm-hmm. memberships at museums. I did not want to go to months. So you're you're just kind of... It's great to have people you can talk to. And I, I really like the Facebook group for pet loss, you know, just an outlet to kind of check in and say, what is other, what are other people going? Are they also like not wanting to enjoy the things they used to? And you kind of, you know, it's just a weird, it's a weird thing to be thrown into and not have any preference. And the fact that the grief is so multifaceted, right? That's, it catches off us off guard quite a bit. I know in the event that we hosted, and that just one small event, we had one person who was just coming to help commiserate and help support others. We had one person who came and the, the cat had actually helped her grieve the loss of her husband. And now the cat had passed away and mm-hmm. she didn't, she didn't have anything else, right? The cat was what helped got, get her through the loss of her husband. And now that support was gone. We had another lady who came up and she had a dog who had a terrible illness and had to be put down. And she was battling with a lot of grief and um, second guessing and guilt 
of whether she had done enough. And as, as pet business owners, uh, we have all those same feelings. Did I love them enough? Did I take enough photos of them? Did I give them, you know, did I, did I scrub their bowl out enough while they were still alive? Did they know how much I cared for them in the moments that I wasn't there? And we have so many facets of the fact that we lost our best friend um, and we, we lost somebody who we were very close to. Uh, and now we're guilty about whether we did enough and now we're unsure about how to move forward. And all of those things have to be processed in their own time and in an appropriate way. And having conversations like this, getting connected to a support group, a lot of times before you even need it, is one of the best things you can do. So you can be ready and have access to things. And whether that's for yourself or for your clients or for both, it really is a process of going, hey, I know, you know, you just got a puppy. <laughs> um, you know, we're going to enjoy the puppy and we're, but we're going to yeah. eventually need to start having some of these conversations about what things are going to look like when they're no longer with us. I would love to see veterinary offices have some templates or some information on you know, hey, one day you're going to have to say goodbye to your pet. Here's some things that you can do now. Do you want to, you know, just simple questions. Like, are you going to want to bury your pet in your yard? Or are you going to want to cremate them? Yeah. You know, and just, I know it's really hard to talk about. And I, I say it now like it's easy, but nobody wants to talk about these things when they're in love with their healthy animal, you know? <laughs> and so I, I guess that's what I, I hope is that Wolfie's Wish will become a name that people know they can go to and find what they need when that time comes. And they can just kind of shut the door. They hear about it like, okay, yeah, Wolfie's Wish. And then they shut the door. And then when you know it happens or they're anticipating pet loss, they can be like, what's that website? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Here's what, yeah. And get what they need and not have to go through that, that overwhelming search of like, you know, there's grief counselors for anticipatory loss. I'm mm. learning so many things all every day of what, what we have access to now. And I mean, the, the technology and the internet is beautiful for that. Right? What would we do without it? Have you heard of Time to Pet? Chrisanne from Raining Cats and Dogs has this to say. Becoming a Time to Pet client has been a game changer for us. We can give our pet services clients real-time cloud-based information they never imagined they'd be interested in. And most importantly, to me personally, I can better manage my company and look forward to more. And not a small thing, Time to Pet is responsive to my request for new features and modifications to existing ones. If you are looking for new pet sitting software, give Time to Pet a try. Listeners of our show can save 50% off your first three months by visiting timetopet.com slash confessional. So I do want to take the conversation and move just a little bit into the actual actual products because that's a that's a world that is unfamiliar for a lot of our listeners. And you you said you dove headlong into product development when you had a background in in, in music. Uh, and so what what was that process like for you of having this idea now going okay I need this made? How did you how did you walk through that? I I kind of went like. I took this mentality of sink or swim. It's either going to work or it's not. And I'm going to act like it's going to work. And I'm just going to go for it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And my first step was, well, okay, I I see how to make the cards. I mean, I know what I want them to look like. And I know what I want them, what they, what I want them to say, but to manufacture something. Okay, let's look at this. Oh, this is going to cost a lot of money. Oh, hey, let me put a GoFundMe together. And within five days, people were like, growing money and I was crying when I received these donations. What? I don't even know you and you're giving me five hundred dollars. Ah so that was a big that was a big green light, right? To know that people and here's the thing, the people that are asking to donate thought I was making sympathy cards. They didn't even know what I was doing. They were Mm -hmm. just like, that sounds like a good thing that's needed. Sure. And so, you know, I feel really lucky that the process was pretty easy. Um, you know, it's like you just do one thing at a time. You make a list, um, you get a budget together, and um, I printed some at home just to kind of start getting something tangible. And then um, it's just kind of taken it one step at a time. I still have no idea what I'm doing. I'll be frankly <laughs> honest. Every day I wake up and I'm like, okay, what do I, what do I need to figure out today? And honestly, it's kind of fun. I mean, you yeah. have to have, you have to be creative and you have to be willing to overcome obstacles. And that's my personality. I love challenges. I love new things. Um, 
I've had other businesses that were failures and they didn't kill me. So mm. I thought, okay, I, there was a point where my husband and I, we had to talk about how much we were going to invest of our own money. And, you know, we came to the bottom line of like, well, the worst thing that's going to happen is we're going to help a bunch of people and have to give away cards at some point because it didn't work as a business. Or <laughs> we, we screwed up somewhere. So we have gifts to give people for the rest of our lives. So we were like, that's not a bad fail. Let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> That is, that's Honest not, conversation we had, yeah. Yeah, well, again, going uh, – if you, you have a need and a lot of this of going, how do I keep moving forward? I have to think about the worst possible outcomes. Right? We're just mm-hmm. kind of relating to our previous conversation of I've got to think about the worst possible outcome with my pet mm-hmm. so I don't avoid yeah. that. Because when I avoid, what do I do? I arrest my progression through life. And so now, if I have this goal, this challenge, the worst thing that can happen is, sure, maybe out some money, but now I can give these away for a really long time. What a different mindset that is about how we approach it so we can be creative. Because sometimes in order to be creative, we have to think sky's the limit in order to go, what Mm -hmm. is actually possible? And then we'll make sure, then we'll see if it's feasible for me. But first, we've got to just get it out there and start going. So did did you Google like, companies that mass print cards or how did you start even yeah. start partnering with, with a manufacturer? Totally. Yeah. I'm, what I found in the U S is that not, not there's like one company that can do it and they weren't giving me good prototypes. The mm. boxes were actually already coming from China. So I was like, this doesn't make it. Um, yeah, it was like, I would just kind of ask, I, you know, what really happened was my, brother's wife in Australia said, I have a friend who did a Kickstarter and produced tarot cards. Would you like to be in touch with her? And I was like, heck yeah, I would. (laughs) So I got in touch with her. She shared her contacts with me and she said, Erica, I've spent three years developing my tarot deck and let me tell you who not to work with and who to work with. Oh, wow. And I wrote, I wrote to this person that she was really happy with who happened to be in China we still have a great relationship. I talk, I write to her very often because I'm doing some new products now. And that's how that got started. I finally like clicked there. But in the meantime, you know, I wanted to find different ways to produce. I was looking into sustainability and like, okay, I said, well, I live in Munich, Germany. My family's in Florida. So what if we produce in Florida? I produce in Europe and I produce in China. And then at least we can get the cards to the closest point, right? I Mm. can't do everything perfectly, but let me try. And I found a producer. I ended up finding a producer in Italy who uh, does use sustainable practices when possible. You know, just using digital ink, for example, saves tons of water. So I have Mm. done my research. I have to put that out there that I do care about the environment. I do care about my friends. And yes, this is a paper product. Yeah. Um, but I'm doing the best I can with what I have to to make sure that it's as sustainable as I can make it. Well, I love that, Erica, because now you can go, you can really look at the product and go, I, I can really make this my own. Right? There's a there's a purpose of the, the grief cards and the messages and the impact that's gonna have, but I can also interweave a lot more of my own um, you know morals and beliefs into this thing from from top to bottom of how th- mm-hmm. how the products are sourced how they're made how they're produced who I am working with those are all things that we you know you get to decide to do in how you run the business and that's where a lot of that creativity again comes from of and we forget in business just how much of a creative thing it is whether it's making products whether it's conducting services we get to be creative in how we do that and why we're doing it and that's going to influence everything uh and it can be hard mm-hmm. to see that sometimes of well how would i implement that well sometimes you have to just try and start and figure it out there's no cookie cutter pathway that we get that we, that, that's laid out before us. That's a lot of our personal mm-hmm. discovery and our connections that we get to bring along the way. Yeah, I've made a lot of mistakes, and I don't want to talk about those on air right now. But <laughs> I, <laughs> they weren't bad enough for me to quit. But it was like, oh well, I didn't know that. I wasn't trying to avoid that. But yeah, let me go ahead and pay my file my quarterly taxes for the state of Florida because I didn't know that no. you do that. I thought you did it once a year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I made some small mistakes along the way and fixed it. 
Um, but I also want to say, you know, I had to decide what kind of business to form. And mm. because I wanted full control, I did not do a nonprofit. And because I wanted to decide how to spend the profits and donate to the causes that I believe in, I decided to keep it a, um, you know, a, what am I? LLC. So you formed the company out of, out of the United States. You didn't form it over in, yeah. in, in Germany, right? Okay. Right. My mom and I run it from her house, house. actually. Okay. Uh, the products are in her garage. She fulfills in the living room, and I do the same thing here. I have a, I have a storage unit in my basement, and I fulfill orders in my living room. And, you know, at some point, we'll be big enough where we can be like, you know, hey, third-party shipping warehouse. You want to, <laughs> you know, take our money? I mean, that's yeah. expensive. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, Moving back, and part of part of that growth is you're, you've been doing a lot of of trade shows, and you recently won mm-hmm. a, a pretty prestigious award this year um, for having attended oh, yeah. that. So, what was that like? That was really great. Uh, I cried under the booth when I found out I had won, um, and there was some strangers around, like, "What just happened?" But yeah, I went to Super Zoo, the largest largest pet trade show in North America, and you know, again, I, I'm not afraid of failing. I'm not afraid of trying good things. In fact, it makes life worth living. So, you know, we packed up our stuff. We went there. I had no idea what we were doing or who we were going to meet. Um, really, how to how to do it? We just we just did it. And I entered my products into the uh, new product showcase. So, uh, different categories, um, and then judges. Five judges will go around and vote, and we won best runner uh, first runner up for best new product in the gift category. Um, and we're given a, a nice piece of glass engraved with some fancy words. And um, sure, I mean, it gave me a lot of credibility. Again, it gave me that like pat on the back with just keep going. You know, you don't know what you're doing, but you're figuring it out. This is really good feedback. So <laughs> just keep going. You know, make your mistakes with your taxes and then fix it and make other mistakes and just keep going. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a, a lot of what our process is. You figure it out, and we said that quite a bit. Yeah. And so you've you've you entered into the world of trade shows now. What are some of the biggest things that you have learned uh, about them? Well, the trade shows have all been really different. You know, I did yeah. um, I did one here in Germany. Um, I did a vet show recently in New York, and what I'm learning is how the products will be received in different countries and different professions. And it's all been really good because we found that, you know, I don't really cornered into, um, like I can, I can market these in multiple ways, like as a, as a gift at gift shows, I can go to pet caretaker, um, dog grooming shows. I can go to kind of anywhere in the pet industry and find someone that's like, Oh wow, that's cool. Okay. But, um, you know, trade shows themselves, I really, I really got to say, if anyone's considering doing it for a product they have or a service, I mean, just be prepared to work your butt off. It's exhausting. You're on the, your feet, you know, eight hours a day thinking on your feet. Um, you got to get all your inventory there and set up. It's expensive to go. Um, it's, it's a lot of work that doesn't always pay off right away. You know, I broke even with, with SuperZoo. I did not make a profit in the very first one in Germany. And I I just came back a few days ago from the New York one. And that's more complicated because the people that I met have uh, partners and it's a bigger investment for them. to, to yeah. They can't make decisions on the, on the spot. So I don't know. Uh, I want to do more. I want to do the Atlanta gift show, but I'm terrified because it's quite a, a lot of money and I don't really have it. <laughs> <laughs> There's my trade show expertise. <laughs> well, and I, I, you know, one of the lessons that you you said you learned from that is basically finding different niches in the market and how you curtail your messaging around that. And I think that's really important. In that, as as a service provider, it's like I offer a dog walk, right? It's it's a dog walk. The dog walk doesn't really change. It's just a dog walk. But remembering of how I communicate that one thing is going to change depending on who I'm talking to and what part of the market I'm trying to get to. And so I can use different language, different imagery, different pictures, different colors, different fonts to target a wider area of people and and 
and allows us to to talk with different segments of that market. And and because sometimes we can feel like, well, I'm only talking to this person, or I'm only talking to this person, or how would I imagine having one service or one product and targeting different people? Well, you you do it in different ways with how you know, like you said, like, oh, is it a gift? Is it something that they have up at the front? Is it a giveaway? Is it included in a basket? Um, is this for another business? All these different concepts start going out the more we are talking with people around us mm-hmm. in our community or yeah. other people. And that's, that's part of that. Okay, now I can, I can learn about how to talk to this and market this to people that I need to be marketing to. Right. I think that's my biggest hurdle is, you know, I met someone who, um, she's a very successful entrepreneur, okay, who's doing some really cool stuff. And I said, so I like to ask people that, you know, put, make it like, so what do you attribute to your success? And she's like, well, um, she said Netflix. <laughs> she's like, well, that doesn't help me out. <laughs> what do you mean? And she's like, well, Netflix approached me for a show and that pretty much did it. I was like, okay, give me your next thing. <laughs> she's like, give it time. She's like, Erica, yeah. give it time. You're in this one year. It takes four to five years for things to really pick up and take off. And I was yeah. like, thank you. I, that applies to me. <laughs> yes. Netflix, I don't really know what. Uh, yeah. That, thank you for that answer. I'm yeah. glad that works for you. Yeah. Um, Be approached by multi-billion so, dollar company. Sure. Right. <laughs> Got it. I didn't see those people investing in my Kickstarter. Um, so, yeah. It, but yeah, basically just, just keep talking, keep asking questions, keep an open mind, you know, and and it takes determination. And I think a lot of people that have been down the road that I've been on this year might have quit. There were times where I thought I would quit. There's times, not even before the New York trade show, I was talking to my friend on the plane. I was like, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I've worked so hard. What if this fails? What if nobody talks to me at the show? And she's just like, let's just go. Let's just go. Just keep going. You know, and if I didn't have friends and family to, to be that angel on my shoulder, I don't know. I don't know if I would still be talking to you. I mean, I do an art, you know, with my headphones on in my little room. <laughs> well, so you are. <laughs> that community is so important, and finding that support group really does help. And I know people may go, "Well, I don't have anybody. I'm not near family. I don't have a lot of friends because of how busy I am." Getting plugged in with a broader community, whether that's online, an in-person networking group, or something where you can have people celebrate in your successes, is is really critical in a lot of that. So you don't have, so you have somebody to be with you there through the through the highs, right through through the awards and mm-hmm. through those those periods mm-hmm. of crisis in your life. It was like, I don't know about this. And having somebody who can come alongside and not just go, you can do it, you got this, but can sit with you in that minute, in that moment and, and talk mm-hmm. you through that. You know, I think that really applies to the people you want to have around you when your pet passes mm-hmm. because you want to know who you can count on and you want to know who you could talk to. You'll have, I mean, we all have, we all have fair weather friends that we love. Um, that might not be there for us or understand. And I, I just wanted to say that that applies a little bit, you know, farther in that I had to learn, um, you know, sometimes I just wanted to be like when Wolfgang passed, um, I just wanted to be around people. There yeah. were days where I just needed company. And I said, Hey, let's just have dinner. Let's just have dinner. I don't yeah. want to talk about anything. Can we just pretend to have a normal day? And they were like, great. Most people will do that. Then there are the people that you want to say, I need to talk and cry a little bit. And you got to know who those people are. Um, so, yeah, it's another thing to think about and kind of try on. Like, who's going to understand me and who's going to let me be that? Who, who can I go to right. for what? Right. Yeah. yeah. What's this? What's, yeah. And, and, and not just not that we're viewing people as a means to an end or I'm only getting things from people, but we know no, people no, in no. our life who we can go. This person really gets me in this moment. And this person's a good talker. And this person can do this. And, and, and seeing that as that community, that network that we can have that is going to help support us. Like that we, we do have to be honest about that of going, there is support there to be had. And there are people who I can approach with these things. And there are people who that's not their thing. No fault of their own. It's made just not, I mean, they don't, they might not be comfortable in that moment of going down that road with us. Right. And that's, that's why I also want to put um, a large part of the website, Wolfie's website is for, you know, the friends and family and colleagues of the people that are grieving and what not to say and what is helpful and, you know, address their uncomfortableness around the topic of law. Right. And, 
and provide support for them too. Because I had a lot of people say some really dumb things to me that were hurtful. And yet I know they were trying to be helpful, but I'm like, you should never say that. Right. You should never say, go get another pet. Because you mm. would never say that to someone's child, like they lost a child. They would never say, just go get another one. Right. And it is the same. It is the same. Pets have evolved now. They're in our lives. They're in our family. They're day to day. They're no longer chained up outside. They're for protection. You know, the cats aren't in the barn to get the mice. I mean, they might be, but they come and sleep with you. <laughs> like, <laughs> our relationship with animals has changed. Yes. And um, yeah, you can't just replace it or make it go away. I and mean, it's going to leave a scar. And I think the people that have scars on their hearts are some of the luckiest people. Our friends at Pet Perennials make it easy for pet sitters and dog walkers to send sympathy and milestone gifts. But did you know that they have designed a new line of car air fresheners? They come in an array of adorable designs and really long-lasting scents. Right now is the perfect time of year to order these gifts. You can order an entire case of your favorite design for $1.95 each or... Have Pet Perennial send it as a gift package to your client with a handwritten card and gift wrap for $12.75, which does include shipping. Go to PetPerennial.com and register for a free business gift service account to unlock the all-inclusive discounted gift package prices and access the wholesale catalog. You only pay when you order. Now, now you are still involved in, in music and in art. And so I did, I did want you to talk about that and kind of the role that that's taken on um, in now kind of since Wolfgang's passing. Yeah, well, I've asked myself, gosh, how do I combine? Is there a way to combine all these? Things? And it just happened that I think, I think when Wolfgang's first anniversary was coming up on October 9th, I thought, I think I'm going to just play harp on Instagram and like, you know, so that I'm a harpist, singer and DJ. And I do mostly weddings. I said, I think I'm just going to do something and, and, you know, perform for people like over the rainbow and some, some meaningful songs. And then that, that evolved to, Hey, send me your pet's photo. I want you to be a part of this too. Let's, let's, let's celebrate our pets together. And it became this like memorial slideshow that I played music to and then put up on YouTube. And then people said, well, you know, can you, can you do that for a service? you know, that I'm having in my yard. Well, sure. You know, I'll do it over Zoom. Or um, uh, there's a grief group that's, that's happening in January with um, Jan Jeremias, and she is doing weekly segments, and I'm going to come in and perform for that. Um, it just gives, hold some space for people to just sit and listen and be be focused on music, right? It's Music is healing, and the heck, the harp. I mean, there's not. Sorry, there's not a much more healing instrument than that. Um, so, so that's coming together, and then, you know, I didn't start painting until the pandemic, like seriously painting. And pets was actually my favorite subject. Um, and I, so I was already doing pet portraiture, and now I just said, okay, I'm going to put that on on my website as a service as well. People want memorial portraits, you know, before their pet is passed or as a gift to someone. I've had people, I've had one person that's ordered four of the same animal because they just liked it. They liked all, they couldn't decide the picture and they had the money to do it. You know, so, so it is, it is coming out and I'm, I'm making a new deck of cards. I guess I'll just say that now with my own paintings on there. Um, we're going to release that sometime late in 2023. Um, so yeah, it is kind of all coming together and I'm sure they'll keep evolving in ways that I don't even see right now. Um, I've asked a student composer to write some music, feeling music, um, that I could record, you know, we're figuring it out. I've got a YouTube channel with harp music as a playlist for relaxation because one of the grieving, grieving cards says, um, you know, I will listen to soothing music and just let myself have some space. When we have these these moments of what can I do about X Y Z problem, right? we look at that and we, we may feel like there's only one possible quote unquote solution. But as we start investing in it, as we start putting ourselves into that, other things do start to bubble up about oh I could add this, oh I have an interest in this, oh this goes along with it, and that's where we can look up five ten years down the line and see all of these things that we're doing and go wow. 
that <laughs> kind of all fits <laughs> together. But remembering that we, we can contribute in so many different ways, that we do have our own gifts, our own talents that we can do to pour into whatever effort that we're doing, whether that's creating the best dog walking service, whether that's creating the best pet grief um, cards and, and um, uh, resources for, for people. There are, there's so many facets there. And I, I love how you mentioned that, you know, music is healing. And, and when you, when you are playing the harp, um, what's, what's going through your mind uh, knowing that you're playing for these people um, who are going through a really tough time? I hope I don't mess up. <laughs> pretty much what goes through the mind of every musician yeah <laughs> except for miles davis he's got some kind of crazy he's like i find the spaces between them. um <laughs> no most musicians are neurotic and we're perfectionists and nothing is ever good enough yeah. um but no to, to be honest you know i've have i've had to work really hard on that the inner critic and actually enjoying music and like that's what I started for I didn't Mm. start to just beat myself up um when I am when I was doing the online memorial live streaming and two other people were were I guess hosting I don't know what you call it we were all streaming together knew there were thousands of people watching and I was just like this is I can go to a place where I think of this isn't about me this is bigger than me and let me just do my thing and yeah. I try to enjoy it and I focus on giving instead of, you know, anything like, it's not like, look at me, mm. look at I can do. It's more like, here's what I can give. give. Oh. Here's what I can do. And when I go to a space like that, I don't even know if I make a mistake because it doesn't matter. What matters mm. is that intention that's coming out and all the skills and training and things that I've put together. And I played since I was seven. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> and I just get, I go, okay, so what's a mistake? You know, you've done it your whole life. Just bring that, bring that. And then I always have a great time. And like, yeah. I get flushed and excited. And um, <laughs> I kind of forget that I'm in a memorial because I'm enjoying the playing and the giving so much. What can I give? What does that look like? What can I give? And when we reframe it in a giving mindset, um, the, the other things just kind of fall into place again of going, I, I can, I know what my gifts are. I know what my abilities are. So let's just be honest about that and going, that's what I'm putting on the table. That's the service that I'm bringing to my clients. That's the kind of support that I'm giving them. That's how I'm helping people around. And then there's no, there's no guilt left for us if when a mistake happens, because mistakes will happen. But if we're honest with where yeah. we are, what we're doing, and the purpose of it, everything else just kind of fades away. And we can, we can, that's, what, that's when we can step back and go, I did my all. I gave my best. And that was, that was enough, and that's what was needed at that moment. Yeah, I try to look at the bigger picture. Whatever I've done, I try to look at, okay, well, what was good about it? What went well? And honestly, I brought that into the cards. I had to say to myself, okay, this happened, but what good, where's the good? Mm. Just focus on that. Just ask yourself in any situation, what's good here? What's going well here? You know, um, takes, it sometimes takes things to be that simple. But anyway, back, back to the music. Um, yeah, and that took a lot of time to evolve to get to that place, um, to have that mentality. And I think think that comes with time. And but I want to touch back on what you, this cool thing you did was you recently held, you know, you're, you're creative yourself and you, you are open-minded and you created a, a, a space in your community for people to come together and grieve. And you, you talked about that a, a little bit ago, but mm-hmm. you know, I think that's really beautiful that you were able to see uh, a need in your community and provide that. And, um, you know, you're bringing something that, wasn't there for people that didn't have an outlet right you know and bring a community together people to celebrate their pet right yeah that's great i just i love that well i i appreciate that erica it was definitely um one of those moments of 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 it was very scary because nothing had been done like nothing had been done like that in our area ever um we had never done an event like that ever. Uh, and we came in with the expectation of we were hosting it. 
that was all the expectation. There was no like attendance of like, oh, if just one person shows up, we'll be fine. It was because I was like, no, I don't even know if anybody's going to show up to this. I have no clue. We have people who said they were going to attend, but I'm going to set the expectation of the goal for this is for us to us to show up and be there ready to help. Uh, and and people did. They showed up. It wasn't a huge gathering of people, but didn't have to be because the people that needed to be there were there. And we just had to trust that of going, we're going to make that space. We're going to give that time, have resources. And the people who need to be here will be here. And that was such an amazing experience to be able to be with people in that moment and to hear their different needs, to hear their different struggles. And then for them to just simply look around and going, wow, I'm not alone. I, there right. are other people. And that was the biggest thing people. for me is people just being able to see other human beings who are who are struggling walking down by that lake that we were that we hosted it at like but no matter what else i said or anything else we did or anything whatever they were able to see other human beings there also crying and struggling in that moment and that really humanizes a lot of that and again get right back to the beginning of going that validates your own feelings when you can go that person's also hurting the way I'm hurting right now. I I don't feel alone anymore. And that's so big. That that's that's so big. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. <laughs> and you and remind me, you had posted on Facebook, Facebook groups and also in your paper that you were doing this. Is that how you got the word out? Yeah, we had reached out to um our local newspaper and all we said was, "Hey, um, we want to let you know of this event that we're hosting. It's XYZ. It's this date. It's here. Here's a link to the Facebook page that we've created for it. Wanted you to know about it. And then the reporter reached back out to us and said, I'd love to write an article about this and get you guys in the paper. And she sat down, did a big interview with us. And um, that's how a lot of people heard about it was through the newspaper. And then we were posting and yeah. we've created a Facebook page for the event where we were also posting additional resources for pets and things to do. And, um, you know, planning for the death and uh, counseling resources and things like that. So that all that was just kind of locked there. And then we could share out those posts on local Facebook community groups and other social media so people could have that. And that was another aspect of this, of going, okay, maybe you don't show up to the event, but here's a resource for you um, when you need right. it. Okay. And, and of going, because we knew of, you know, some people, they still have pets. All of our clients, obviously, we're serving them. <laughs> Their pets are still alive. But here's all these resources for you so that when this happens, we're a little bit, we're all a little bit better prepared. And, you know, that, I mean, just think that's great that you can show up and be a giver in your community in that way. And, you know, you're saying that people felt validated knowing that, oh, these other people feel, you know, feel the loss. And I just, it reminded me of, you know, being at these trade shows, the best thing I can do to try to explain what it is I do is just hold out a deck of cards and just walk up to people and shove them in their face and say, hey, pick one. And they're kind of like, okay. And I was like, it's card, not a magic trick. That's not a magic trick, I promise. But And I let them read it, and they either want to know more or they don't want to talk. And it's mm -hmm. perfect. Mm -hmm. Because the people that want to know more are like, what is this? Yeah. And sometimes they read them and they get emotional. And what I love is that I can sit there and talk human to human. I don't know this person from anywhere, right? Mm -hmm. And we both feel, we both like, connect in that way of, oh, I did love my pet with all my heart. And the pain I feel is equal to the love I gave. It's just like, oh, you just <laughs> let this burden off your shoulders, you know, because I talked about how hard I was on myself. Like, I shouldn't be feeling this way. I should be tough. I should get on with it. Should da, 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 da. No, yeah. it is okay to hurt. It is okay. And um, it's really cool to see people get permission to feel the way they feel. And that's that, part of the healing. It, you got to go there. <laughs> we, we had one lady who at the very end of the service just turned and she looked at me and she went, I didn't know I needed this as much as I did. I don't, I, I these feeling, these feelings were a lot more than I, than I thought. And just, it was this, because why, 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 where did that come from? Because in the rest of her life, she didn't have the space or used an important word there, permission to let them out. She wasn't supposed mm -hmm. to. She wasn't supposed to have that. Uh, we, we, you know, when Megan and I, we were crying along with everybody else because of the pets that we had lost, our own personal and then clients' pets that were no longer with us. That was part of this process too of going, 
like this is this is a space for everybody and and it is it is a space for everybody whether you've lost a pet or not there are these things that like we've talked about that we can do that we need to be doing and we'd have ready to support people in those moments so that it doesn't catch them off guard and they don't have to struggle yeah and if it does catch you off guard you know hopefully googling you know pet loss resources pet loss help there will be more in the years to come that show up that are relevant you know i know I know I can't be everything and Wolfie's wish can't be everything. And I, I, I hope that more people see that this is a need and we're talking about it. And it's okay to talk about it. <laughs> and you, when you, when I interviewed you for my YouTube channel, you told me about Colleen. Is it Colleen Ellis? Ellis, yes. Who said, I will never forget this quote that was, um, you know, 70% of the population owns a pet, but the 30% that, that don't are telling us how we can act in our grief and I just like I will never forget that because it's so true we really need to change the dialogue and conversation I want to see people have paid time off for pet loss um, and take it have it is taken as seriously as losing a loved one in your family um, because it is the same yeah, it's the same. Erica, I really appreciate you having this conversation with us and encouraging others. But I know that there's a lot out there. So how can people get in touch with you, follow along with everything that you're doing and start getting connected to some really good resources? Yeah, I would say number one is wolfieswish.com. And there's a resources page, a blog page. Of course, we have a shop there. Um, but then I'm on almost all the social media accounts as well, Wolfie's Wish. Um, I post mostly to Instagram, so Wolfie's underscore wish. And um, yeah, it's not hard to find me. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Erica, I'll have all those links in the show notes and on our website so people can start getting thank those resources you. and start seeing all the awesome stuff that you have going on. I really want to thank you for taking time out of your out of your busy day to come and talk with us today and, and share about this. Uh, it really means a Happy lot. Too. Happy to. Thank you for having me. As Erica said multiple times, developing your own product is a grueling process from the design to finding it a manufacturer to then getting it to production to then finding the market and the niche that it goes to. But as Erica also said, it's worth it when we have that inspiration. It's worth it when we find that drive and that reason for needing to do that. So whether you are looking to design your own product or add products to your business, the one question we have to always come back to is why? Why am I doing this? Why does this need to exist? Why is this going to help my clients, help my business? What does it mean for us to do those things in our business? Once we can ground ourselves in that, we have the motivation and the drive to continue and push forward. If you're interested in ordering from Wolfie's Wish, you can go to wolfieswish.com and use the code PETSITTER, all caps, for 15% off all of your orders. We had these cards at the event that Megan and I hosted earlier in the year through our pet business, and they really were a hit, and people loved them, and they got to take them home and have something that they could look at and affirm the feelings that they were going through. So I encourage you to go and look at those. We want to thank our sponsors for today's episode, Time to Pet and Pet Perennials for making it possible. And we really want to thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and we'll be back again soon.